Hello and welcome to the SoRare Andrews podcast. I am Andrew Laird. You can find me as Lairdino on SoRare. Joined as always by Andy Black, who you can find as Black on SoRare. Andy, we are a few minutes late and Daniel Cooper in chat thinks that there should be a giveaway for everybody who was in the chat before we started. So what are you giving away? What am I giving away? I think it's a great idea, but I think it should come out of the SoRare data um, uh, war chest. The war, the war chest, right, yeah. right, yes. I mean, I've seen that account before. I think that there is, that is sort of a, a war chest of like uh, cards that were donated to, to SoRare Data. I think some of them probably have your name on it. <laughs> Possibly. Meaning before now, as opposed to, let's see, somebody wants some Mbappe Limiteds. That seems like yeah. a stretch. Now we're, now we're just, now we're getting greedy, I think. But anyway, thank you everybody for, uh, for joining in. Uh, Mike Bastin, who is always the first one, I think, in the chat. So, Mike, thank you very much for your dedication of of watching. And obviously, Daniel Cooper for this wonderful idea. We've got uh, Sojiwa, who we were just talking about before this, because um, Andy and I were talking about the re uh, re reward reveal videos. Reward reveal is a very difficult thing for me to say for some reason. Three times fast, please. Yeah, it's like one time slow, and I'm already struggling. So, um Rasko Masaki here, Georgie, I apologize. I'm never going to get your name. And Quinny, always uh, great to see you. Apologies if I missed anyone as I'm going through here. But um, yeah, so this uh, podcast topic was utility is not equal. And I think we could actually like stay on topic for a while on this one because there are like a, a few different, there are a few different ways that I wanted to talk about this. Mm -hmm. And you wanted to talk about one specific player when well, I told you what this topic was, do you want to talk about them right away or no? Uh, yeah, we can. <laughs> but I agree. There's a lot of different ways that you can have this conversation. And I think that that is, makes it really interesting. Um, yeah. The, the, the player kind of in question, uh, and it's going to take, take the discussion in a, a certain way, but Lorenzo and Insigne. 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 Uh, it ain't happening. Um it's an interesting card right now on the platform because a he's hurt. I think I think he's right? back. Is he, okay. he just came back? Yeah. I, I thought he might've come off injured in that. Oh, did he already? I don't have him either. So I don't know. Yeah. Not that I don't I, care, but I don't really care. Right. I don't, I don't follow too terribly closely, but yeah, the, the value of a player like that um, is, is interesting to a person depending on their gallery. Um, and I don't want to pick on anybody, but I saw that Duncan, uh, a, a guy that I'm friends with, Duncan purchased his card and he doesn't and Duncan doesn't play champion Europe. And that really got me thinking where it was like, wait a minute, you don't play champion Europe and you bought this card that, you know, can only be used in champion Europe right now. And he sold all of his European cards. So he's going to have like a month where he can't use the card until all of his MLS cards fire up and then he can use them all in global. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's interesting when you look at particular cards and uh, <laughs> particular cards and the relation to your gallery. And like that card might be more valuable to somebody like me that can use him right now than somebody that can't use him right now. And the discussion can like go on and on with like different things, scarcities, particular yeah. players. Um, yeah. Yes. So I wasn't necessarily thinking about Insignia when I 
asked you about this, what you thought about this topic, mm -hmm. but he was such a clear example. And I, he probably should have been the reason I asked because I had a conversation with, um, with Keith that we all know as Gator Guy 231. If you don't know him as Gator Guy 231, you know him as the guy who created Night and Season uh, by buying all the Brad Knightons at the beginning of last MLS season and then selling them when Matt Turner went on international duty. But he was trying to tell me that Lorenzo Insigne was the perfect card for me to buy because I've been trying Ooh. to improve my MLS teams while also playing champion Europe. Yeah. And this guy is literally a champion Europe, like an elite champion Europe forward. And then I goes into MLS. And I think you might have told me that. And I was like, Gator guy is 100% right. He's He was definitely right. I did not buy Insigne. He was much more than I was hoping to spend. So he was more than I wanted to spend on a champion Europe forward, which is dumb because like champion Europe forwards are expensive. But like he was way more than I wanted to pay for an MLS forward. And so it was kind of like, I'm going to be paying more than I, like I was more comfortable paying that for a champion Europe forward than I was an MLS forward. And I didn't want to buy a champion Europe forward who was going to turn into an MLS one. So I don't know. I just have like, so I didn't buy him, but the utility question kind of came up because you were saying that, like, if you, if you're buying Lorenzo Insigne now for the time that he like goes to dominate major league soccer, mm -hmm. then you need to play him with good cards. Now, like you can play him in global, but it almost seems like a waste to spend that much money for to use him in global, but you have no, no other choice unless you have champion Europe players. Right. And that just kind of like started the snowball of like, when he comes to MLS though, you're going to play him in global, right? Well, I don't have him. But if you had him, I guess, I, I, yeah. I guess, I don't know. I, I, so I feel like, and I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm, I'm wrong here, but I feel like when you have those cards, those elite, elite America cards, mm -hmm. those one ETH America cards, um, that really, I don't know, there's maybe a couple of them. Yep. Um, I almost feel like you need to run those in global because what do you like you could win a star reward that's worse than the cards in your lineup i think i think you i think you have to consider when that happens like i i don't know if yeah. they will do this again but like last year they did this run where they were only rewarding cards from leagues that were playing so like in the summer you weren't going to win challenger europe or champion europe players because they weren't playing yeah. So playing Lorenzo Insigne in the summer in All-Star just means that you are get winning either America or Asia cards, which like is fine. Is that, is that the case? I you don't only... know if that's the case. Yeah. I don't I I don't I, I want to believe that I heard somewhere that they decided that was a bad idea. But yeah, I specifically I remember I, I only remember this from when I when I won all-star D4 and I won Carlos Heel, who is one of those one ETH MLS cards now. Mm -hmm. But like when you win global all-star and you have people who are like, you could win Neymar. And then you look at the player, like the prize pools that actually paid out. And it's like, oh, these are all MLS and Asia guys. It was like, oh, I actually had no shot at winning Neymar or Mbappe or whoever. Right. Um, so 
where was I going with that? Did we fall off the rails already? Oh, so so I think like I think they changed that this year. I don't know that they change it. I think they change it. And so yes, I think you play him in All Star. I agree with you. But you're playing him with MLS cards anyway, because that's what's happening right. at that time. Right. But but yeah, so the utility like that started the utility conversation. And the the ways that I went originally were people who are looking to buy super rares and they were like, well, if I, if I want to move from rare to rare pro, I have to buy some super rares. And then some people who've been playing rare pro for a while, are like maybe I should get a unique because then I can start playing the unique mm-hmm. in rare pro. But if you, you mean the unique in the super rare division, super rare, excuse me. Yeah. No. yeah, Sorry. So if you go from super uh, rare pro to super rare, you're like, Oh, let, maybe I should buy a unique. And it's like, well, you can only play it there. And part of the, part of the, all of the cards we buy, the consideration, like it's baked into the price of like how often you, where you can use it and how often, like U23 cards are fun because it's like, Oh, they're young guys, blah, blah, blah. But like fundamentally you can play them in three different places. And so you, they have more utility, but like I was um, in a conversation today where somebody's like, I'm thinking about getting into U23. And it's like, okay, well, do you have a goalie? And like, oh man, they're expensive. And it's like, it's not worth buying U23 cards if you're not going to buy a goalie because it's just, it's really hard to win with a common. Yeah. And so, and there's no threshold uh, to kind of like bail you out when no. you do well, but not well enough. Right, right. And so now, like, if you don't consider the goalie right away, now you're buying U23 cards, which are generally more expensive because they, can help you win other U23 card prizes, but like you can play them in multiple places. But fundamentally, if you don't have the goalie, you're like taking out one of the places you can't play. You're you're reducing your own utility. Right. And but you have to pay for the utility. And so I think that when people are buying cards, there's you have to consider like there the there's the potential utility and the actual utility. And like I bought one of the U23 players I bought a few months ago uh, was uh, Nicolo Rovella. And like, he's a champion Europe player. And I'm like, sweet, I can play him in champion Europe. And it's like, well, who else do you have in champion Europe? Oh, nobody. It's like, well, no, then you can't play him there. Like, right. that's not utility. That's just potential utility. And I think just people need to think of that more. Yeah. Yeah. I I totally agree with that. Um, I don't want to immediately take us off topic, but Mike Baston mentioned uh, Alan Polito in, in chat. And uh, I just wanted to bring up the uh, uh, previous podcast that we did on pain. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's one of like, so rare, your so rare experience, biggest what ifs. <laughs> well, uh, I don't think it's a what if anymore. <laughs> It happened. Well, right. I, I bought the Alan Polito Super Rare from Powell last summer. And, you know, I don't know if he has a one-year warranty on his purchases or not. Did you have the receipt? <laughs> uh, I think that the receipt's out there on So Rare Data, if I can track that down. There you um, go. I might have to, to contact him and, and see if uh, if we'll take it back. But weren't you considering the Johnny Russell instead? Yes. Oh, That's really the You what mean if. that what if? That's the what if. <laughs> Not yeah. the should I have bought Polito. It's like, what if you bought 
what if you bought um yeah russell instead of well i mean yeah you just never know yeah it is what it is yeah uh hedinho is asking me about these pictures in the background which i believe are actually partially um inspired by you andy because i think you these are all uh done by my kids ah okay and i think you i think i remember you had some some of your kids draw it was during the euros they drew some of the flags the flags right yeah yeah yeah. so um i i have changed up my background for those of you who watch regularly and apologies for those listening on the audio version and not being able to see this glorious artwork but my daughter uh, likes to draw and paint and all this stuff and so she did some of these and she did the uh, psg logo because she's like oh it's a soccer thing and then my son who really doesn't have any interest in arts or crafts was like i love soccer let me do one (laughs) and so he attempted to do the Bayern munich logo and the other two were what actually what i asked for i said i need some landscapes make it real class up the joint and i had this uh and a rainbow thing going on. Yeah, it looks great. But uh, yeah, Hedinho is asking if they're NFTs, which my gosh, that is such a great idea. Yeah, I think uh, that's like a million dollars right there. Ten yeah, years. Yeah, maybe I could trade one for like an Mbappe super rare. Yeah, I think that there needs to be like something vomiting in there. And like, <laughs> like uh, I'm just like thinking of like all the NFTs, like there's yeah. uh, the the mutants, you know, yeah. like, come on, we got we to spice those up a little bit. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I should just... Do I have to get one of them to throw up on it? or is I that... don't know. Yeah. I... yeah. My NFT uh, knowledge doesn't span beyond so rare at this point, so or at least my <laughs> experience. So anyway. Um, do you think Lorenzo Insigne will be the best player in Major League Soccer? Like, yeah, let probably. me rephrase that. Do you think the one or borderline one ETH uh, price is, is worth it? Um, well, I think that you're going to be waiting a a long time before you get the MLS, um, utility from that card. Uh, I mean, we're talking about like a July transfer. Is that right? Yeah. July 1 is the first team. And then when does the, when does the world cup start? Well, I assume the, the season will end before the world cup. But do you think, do you think Italy wants him pounding around oh. in the MLS? No. Uh, but can they do anything about it? Like, he's going to want to play, right? Yeah, I don't know about that, actually. I think I, <clears throat> I think it's a very difficult situation for the first year. Yeah. And... Well, new everything for, is generally pretty tough on a player. New new, new team, new club, new, new, new country. country. Yeah. yeah. So the... The way that I was looking at it was, I don't think you're really going to realize his upside until 2023. I agree with that. And I think the, I think the, the idea that like he will start the first match after July 1st is also kind of incorrect. Um, like general, like he's going to play the rest of this European season, and so the off season. Like he's used to having, you know, his season end in in mid-May and then matches start up in mid-August. And obviously there's some preseason training camps and whatnot. But like MLS is the heart of the season is is July and August. Like when he's like easing his way back in. You have to imagine that he will take a break from May until 
I mean, we see all those off-season photographs of those guys on their yachts, you know. Right. Uh, So I fully expect that. (laughs) Oh, you expect him on the yacht? Yeah, he's got to get on his yacht. As he should. Like, like, I I get it. And Quinny's saying Javinko signed in January. I don't remember how. I mean, January is like mid-season. Like, he didn't go through an entire season. And so, I don't know. I just feel like. My guess is he's not truly up and running until like maybe August 1st. Like that feels good. He is obviously a player this season dealing with a lot of injuries and not getting hurt before the World Cup, I would imagine is literally his top priority. Like whatever you do, don't get hurt before the World Cup. Do you think that the Chiesa injury um, like further, uh, like further changes that, that don't get hurt? Yeah. Sure. Like, why not? Like, well, they're not even qualified for the World Cup yet, right? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I mean, that's true. If he doesn't make it, if oh. yeah, you're right. If he if they don't make it, then I I think everything cha- literally everything changes. Okay. Like, I don't think he shows up any earlier. But when is there like? Don't they have like a playoff game or something? Yeah. Let's find out. I don't even know. Uh, while you're looking that up, uh, uh, somebody had a question about well, right. historical. Portugal. Oh, right, right. About historical so rare points for a player like Javinko. Um, obviously, that doesn't exist. But uh, what would be your best bet in finding something comparable? Maybe uh, just like the Fop Mob score or something. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I, I don't. I think Javinko level production is absolutely like within a reasonable expectation for Insignia. And Javinko was literally like one of the greatest players in the league, like ever. Right. And so, like, I, I'm not doubting that Insignia won't be great at some point. It's just that the current price uh, requires you to expect expect it right away yeah that makes sense that's all and so yeah i i don't know i don't know but i think if you're looking to buy him i think then you 100 percent need to consider like where you're going to play him like i don't think you can just buy him now and be like yeah i'm going to use him in mls and it's like well it's a long time before he's in mls like mls starts soon but he doesn't <laughs> Right. How about limiteds? Do you think that the um, utility on those cards, uh, obviously it will change if they add like limited pro, but do you think that that affects value of the cards and uh, more divisions is more utility, meaning typically you're looking at an increase in price? Right. Um, Is that kind of the... Uh, consensus on on those cards. I would think that that's that, baked in. Yeah, no, I I don't think limited pro is baked in yet. I think limited prices go up if you if there is another division that you can play. But that does like bring me up to another thing of if you are somebody who only uses who's only bought limiteds now, and then you're like, oh, let me buy a rare. It's like, well, you need four of them to to actually enter anything. 
Like you can't go from like buying all limiteds to buying two rares. Oh, the gotcha. rares don't get you anywhere. But if if they did limited pro, you could maybe get away with like one, two, three, whatever the, exactly. the rule is. Right. 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 You need limited pro for people to be able to not have to buy four rares to get in. So does limited pro increase the price of rare cards? Because <laughs> you get even more utility even out more of your utility? rare cards. Yeah. I think. I actually think it still increases the utility, but I think if they do limited pro, then they have to take out rares in super rare. Hmm. Like, I don't think, super I don't think rare, that they have to do that. Right. I mean, they don't have to now, but that's certainly, I mean, I think, I think more people will play limited pro than they put, than well, the number of people who use a rare in super rare. But, that would be the equivalent of like if you can use one rare in super rare division, that'd be the equivalent of using one limited in your rare divisions, a la the the limited to replace the common goalkeeper. Right. Okay. If that's the case, then I think they have to take the unique out of super rare and start a super rare pro. Okay. Where you can use your uniques, and that's where you cannot use your your rare. Like, I think having a division where you can use three scarcities is really dumb. Yeah. And, and and not dumb from, like, a practical standpoint, but just from a uniformity standpoint. Right. And uniformity is the only reason why we think limited pro should exist. I always, I always do think it's really weird, and I saw it this week because with the number of, uh, like, lineups that, uh, like, there's just not a ton of, like, options for lineups this uh, midweek. And you see a lot of uh, teams in the super rare division that only have three super rares in them. I don't know if you've noticed that, but they'll have a unique and a rare and then three super rares. Huh. I've seen quite a few lineups like that. And it's just, it's odd to see that because typically the guys that have uniques don't have to play a rare. They play, have, right. they play four super rares in a, in a unique, yep. but you're seeing lineups like that. And I just find it kind of funny. Right. I think I think I looked at that from a recent game week, but the game weeks have been so small that it it's almost not even worth looking at it. But I mean it's an option. There like you can there are four different ways you can make lineups in, in super rare. And that alone right. makes it kind of weird. Yeah. But, yeah. And each is asking when S D leagues are coming back, and I don't know. Sorry. We were definitely waiting for more leagues to pick up, and so they have picked up. But is, is this weekend? Is it is it pretty much full this weekend? There's no La Liga this weekend, but everything else is pretty much back. Okay. Except obviously Russia and Austria, right? In terms of the European leagues. Okay. Yeah, I, I kind of opened the the lineup builder for this weekend, and I just like I, what I do is I just look at what goalkeepers are available, and that gives me an idea of what my teams are going to look like. Sure. What's the first thing I do is I go to All Star Pro, I sort by goalkeepers, and I'm like, all right, this is what we're looking at for the week. Like that's the kind of the baseline. Mm -hmm. um, gives you an idea of the number of teams that you're going to be able to play. And yeah. I don't know. What, that's that's the whale outlook over here. <laughs> yeah. I started an all-star limited and I just build from there. Yeah. But I was joking to you that I, there have been like lineups that I want to play that I haven't been able to play yet. Like I bought cards like specifically to be like, this is my U uh, 23 rare team. And like, yep. Still haven't played it yet. Well, you bought, you bought Messi's limited and you've used it. I think maybe once or twice. I have not used it yet, 
Yeah. Oh, let me rephrase. I've used it twice. He has yet to play. Yeah. And um, you used it. Yeah, I you you loaned him to me on one. I think I gave you I I, I loaned you a goalkeeper and yes. and you loaned me Messi or something. So uh, that was Messi for Okoye, so we could both get lineups in. That's right. Yeah. Didn't and Messi didn't play. Or he maybe did play. he did play. For, no, he did, did play that week. Yeah, yeah, he he didn't score, but he he scored like sixty points on all around or something. I literally have not played him yet. Like I have yeah. I've gotten zero points out of Messi since I bought him. That's crazy. Yeah. Neymar too. Neymar's still kind of cheap, isn't he? And I, I no, heard he's, he's return, returning he's to popping. training. Is yeah, he? He's well, he returned to training, I think, this week or uh, something like that. I remember talking to you because we it was part of the boom conversation. And I'm like, I'm going to see how much of a boom we really are. So I was tracking messy limited prices. And I bid on one. And I was like, if anybody outbids me, then we're like really in a boom. <laughs> And no, nobody outbid me. And I was like, oh, oh, no, oh man, Uh-oh. now I have this card. But it seemed okay. I was listening to, I forget whose podcast it was, but it, it just went back to that point. And a lot of people made this point of if we really do get hundreds of thousands of people on this platform, there are going to be enough people who want a Lionel Messi card that getting one now even in limited should be okay yeah agreed and i just the most iconic player of all time right people are going to want that card whether it's for in-game utility if he's still playing at psg mls or whatever they're going to want the card for utility or collectability i feel like yeah and and i don't i just don't feel like there's a ton of cards that are actually collectible on the platform Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe count them on one hand, maybe two. But um, and and th- maybe there's like some fun nuanced cards. Like I don't know, there was the Jared Bowen mustard on a shirt card that somebody was trying to uh, uh, yeah. t- talk about one time. That was you know like an error card. And yes, there's like error type cards, like the cards that don't have a body on them. It's just like a name. I, I still can't believe I didn't buy that one. Um. And yeah, I think that there's like, like that is, that could be collectible to, to individual people. I just don't think it's like mass. It doesn't have that mass appeal that like a Messi sure. or Neymar, Mbappe, uh, Holland card's going to have Ronaldo. I mean, that's it right there, right? That's it. I think. Yeah. Would you consider the Bowen mustard card a unique? <laughs> With more utility? Yeah. I mean, there's only one of them, right? I mean, there's only one Bowen unique. I still, I still want to know what happened there. Like, did did he show up to picture day with mustard on, like a mustard stain? And then they were like, whoa, 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 got to go put another shirt on, buddy. And then he came back, and then they accidentally used that picture for something. I don't know. Oh, you don't think it was like a pre-Photoshop picture? I actually don't even think it was the one of whatever, one of 100 either. Yeah. No, yeah, it was like mixed in. Somewhere. It was mixed in, yeah. Yeah. I have no idea. No idea. Mm-hmm. Me neither. One of those so rare mysteries that may never get answered, mm-hmm. at least on this podcast. So have you ever bought a card thinking you would play it somewhere and then realize that you can't because of the rest of your gallery? Yes. And this is like, I think the, like the funnest part to talk about oh. uh, of utility is not equal. Like 
I think I think a good example is Noah Lang for me. Like he's like the most premium, like like SO5 card in my gallery. Like he is just he's like the U23 nuts, you know? Sure. And uh obviously that card is expensive. And I bought him honestly to go Mbappe fishing and U23 uh uh D three at the time. What a great, <laughs> great phrase in Bobby yeah. fishing. <laughs> and you know, like I thought that that made a ton of sense, but like looking back, I mean, a rare Noah Lang that's captained is the same thing. And yeah, certainly in uh, D three. And then you can just get well. a different super rare to like. I think that those premium cards make more sense when you can captain them and get the bonus out of them. Like that Noah Lang super rare belongs in D2 so I can captain him and get, you know, full, like those really premium cards that you always want to have your captain. If you can't captain him, then what the hell's the point? Get by the rare captain that and buy a super rare of somebody else that you could have captained. Like I could have captained, you know, um, like when I run when I run him in D three, I'm usually captaining like I don't know at the time it was like a, a Vlasic because Vlasic was really good in U twenty three when he was back he was. in Russia, um, but it's like or a defender like somebody like uh, uh, Angelo or uh, 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 Tadebo, mm-hmm. like I could I could captain those cards or I could buy their super rare cards for a lot less than I could. Buy their super rare cards for a lot less than buying the Noah Lang super rare. And, and then use the Noah Lang super rare in D2 at, to win yourself a tier three super rare. Right. And then that that's kind of what happened. So I bought the, I, I, eventually that kind of like, that kind of occurred to me that, hey, this card belongs in, in D2s or in the super rare divisions. Whether it's U23 obviously makes the most sense, but I think it makes sense for me to run that card in global more than it does to run them in d3 or rare pro because i can captain the card yeah that is a card i like i said i always want to captain him i think it makes more sense to run him an all-star d2 over u23 d3 a lot of times so looking back when i bought that card it actually didn't make that much sense for my gallery because i was not buying him to compete in u23 d2 granted now that like we're at where we're at with rewards and everything. And it's like, eh, the U23 D2 rewards are not always, I don't know, all that appealing. Yeah. Um, and I also really do not have the gallery to be able to like run him uh, year round to there. Like when MLS is running, I have a lot more options and I can uh, MLS and Argentina and uh, MX. Like I can, I can, I can use him in, in the super rare U23 division but not year round and not most yeah. of the year when Belgium's actually in action. So, you know, looking back, does the utility, like the utility of that card make a hundred percent sense for my gallery? No. Do I love the card? Yes. <laughs> would it be more powerful to someone else? Yes. That card would be a lot more powerful. I feel like in somebody else's hands. Have you considered selling it? And getting a rare? No. Why not? I don't know. I just like, I love that card. (laughs) 
and you really have no reason to try to get into the view 23 super rare now well i mean i will play it in like when mls is going and like when it makes sense like i have the pieces but like like for instance this weekend um no length suspended but if he wasn't i think he's suspended but if he wasn't suspended um i probably wouldn't have a competitive d2 u23 team i mean i could make it happen i could put put five guys out there and just not win or i can take him i can take him and move him over to all-star with four really good players and then we can compete and so i think that like like that's kind of like not ideal for that card Mm -hmm. probably don't want to be running them an all-star but um it's i just i'm gonna i'm gonna use him a lot differently than somebody else would use him right and i think that like somebody with a really really premium gallery might even run him in d1 with uh three or four uniques they might use the noah lang super rare in in d1 or the unique division and um yes you can't uh you can't captain him but you know, you can still, when he scores 120 points, you know, that's still pretty good for your D1 lineup. Do you think you should be able to play multiple Langs in the same lineup? <laughs> what, like a unique and a super rare? Yeah, or a super rare and a rare. No. No. That's okay. just absurd. Okay. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day because I had duplicates of something like whatever it was. I don't even remember what it was but I was like hmm I wish I could play both of these together you can't even do it in training in case you were wondering yeah I'll take that I, you know I tried it in so rare mega because uh you can't and it doesn't work by the way but <laughs> I was thinking this would be the best way to exploit mega three mm-hmm. is you just take the th- one player and you put them in there three times spin hmm. comes spin comes spin comes and if he blasts out a 90, then you're winning. They're too smart for us. They knew we were coming. Yeah. That scam. Work. Oh, well. So the, the way that I wanted to go through all this was basically by scarcity of like, if you're going, if you're, you know, if you play this and you're thinking of moving here, Make sure whatever you buy makes sense. But it pretty much all came down to the fact that at each level, you really don't need to buy that many more cards. But it's more important to think about like where you can play these cards than anything. Like I was saying before, like the U23, uh, part of the reason the, the prices are up is because you can play them in U23, All-Star, and whatever the you know regional is, Challenger, Champion, America, whatever. Right. But I think just fundamentally people need to consider that when they're buying cards. It's like if if theoretically you buy you're looking to buy a U23 card because you're like, oh, I want to be able to use them for U23. You need to have a plan for what to do if you play, use that in U23. And if you don't have even forget it like a goalie, like if you don't have a U23 forward, then you're not going to be able to get the utility out of those cards. And I just felt like it was something a lot of people were ignoring because I was having conversations with people. They're like, what do you think about this guy? And it's, you know, whoever it is. And it was like, well, where are you going to play them? And it was like, oh, well, probably just all-star. And it's like, well, do you need a champion Europe player in all-star? 
Like, why are you paying the extra? And they're like, well, I could use him in Champion Europe too. Do you have a Champion Europe goalie? No. Well, then you're you're not paying for. But they what, might. You know, you're not going to get. But they might win one. That actually happened this weekend. Although, actually, it wasn't a champion. I noticed that I think it was ninth place in All Star Rare had a common goalie, and they won a goalie. And okay. I was like, wow, that's cool. They w- actually did it. And then I went to their gallery, and it was like, oh, they have Hugo Lloris. They already have a goalie. They actually mm-hmm. don't need this one. Yeah, <laughs> just they just didn't have one this week. Yeah. Just this week, yeah. But I don't know. I think just fundamentally, people need to like when you're considering buying cards, you need to go further than like the singular spot. Like if you're paying for the three or two levels of utility, the utility matters more about where your gallery lets you go than where the card lets you go. That's all. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Do you think, do you think kind of similar to what I was talking about with Noah Lang, but a little bit different? Do you think that a card can be too good for someone's lineups? That's a fun question. Yeah. Like, yes, absolutely. Yes. I'm thinking that like, if you are somebody who, and it doesn't even have to be budget related, but yeah, if you buy some sort of superstar player, let's say Mbappe. That I feel like, I'm not sure you're buying an Mbappe without enough surrounding it. Like, I think that's my point though. What if you do? What if you have Mbappe and then you have like the rest of your lineup are all like 0.1 ETH type of guys? Yeah, I mean, but I don't, I don't even think you need to go that high. Like, I think if you are playing mm-hmm. Insignia, if you're paying 0.8 for Insignia and you've surrounded him with 4.04, 0.05 guys, yeah, it's not worth it. Like, you should sell that card and strengthen and upgrade everyone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think. Um, it was Dylan when he was on a few weeks ago when he was worried that uh, his Louis Sinistera card was worth was right. like you know sixty percent of his gallery value. Like the you're just not getting enough out of the card that you bought. And and granted, he he had the benefit of buying it lower and being able to experience the increase. But if right. you're buying a very expensive card, like you have to realize that it's really only worth buying that card at least from an SO five perspective if you can put it in a lineup that helps you win and right. like one card does not help you win enough. It's just not like one card can't do it now. It, yeah. Now for sure. No way. Yeah. You, you can't you win need... with a, with a 100 and, and four thirty eight. <laughs> You're not going to win anything there. Yeah. I'm trying to do the math here real quick. I don't think that that's going to cut it. No, no. It's, it's a lot of thresholds and like you shouldn't be buying a card like that for a threshold. Right. It just doesn't. Yeah. I shouldn't try to just like captain my Neymar and Global All Star D four and try to churn out thresholds with it. I, I think that's a bad decision. That's all. <laughs> that's all. But I also don't think you buy Neymar. Like I think if you buy Neymar, you should play him in Champion Europe. I'm gonna yeah. have a new video out soon, basically about why guys like Neymar should never be played in All Star, and it's all about the rewards. Should never be played in All Star. Yeah. No. Like interesting. The best champion Europe cards just should just be played in champion Europe. Yeah. Simple as that. I remember for a while HG was saying some of those cards should be played in All-Star. I think cards like Morioka should be played in All-Star. Yeah. But I like I think the best challenger cards should be played in All-Star. But champion Europe like 
you go into all-star hoping to win champion Europe cards, you know, right. like you don't, you don't go in. So what in. you're saying is you have data on the number of champion Europe cards that have been won in all-star. I do. Yeah. And I'm sharing it. Don't worry. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. But it's just like, and I think part of the, part of what I'm still looking at is whether so rare has ever actually said that, you know, distribution should be equal in terms of where cards are rewarded. Like, will we have the same number of Neymar cards rewarded in champion Europe versus all-star or Mbappe, if it's all-star versus um, U23 versus champion Europe. And I don't I think, think at one point have... they did. I think at one point they did have like a distribution, but that obviously all could have changed it changed. Right. Yeah. I think just like, just the way that we've seen, the, the way that I've seen the data of like where cards are being distributed, it's it's not close of where you should. I'm trying to see if I can pull it up here because I gave you that Neymar one, right? Right. And while you're pulling that up, Mike Mike said, uh, haven't you got to start somewhere with a plan? It just depends uh, how long it takes to reach the goal to get the intended or full utility from. And I, I do agree with that. Like I'm getting there. I'm, I'm close to... Uh, getting my money's worth with, with Noah Lang as far as like putting him in to a D2 lineup every week that I, that makes sense for him. Mm -hmm. So, but the clock ticks on a, on a U23 utility. So uh, I think that that's kind of the, maybe a little bit of the counter argument there. Like you can't take too long. You also have to hope that they're not so good that they go to a league where they can't produce right. anymore. Right. Because the clock's ticking on that as well. Right. Like Noah right. Lang this summer, I am going to be very scared. <laughs> yeah. it's He goes uh, to somewhere like, I don't know, Everton or something. Um, Phil's asking as well, uh, did we buy any player of the year cards? I did not. Um, I think they look cool. I just uh, haven't been messing around in the limiteds too much right now. But I almost I, bought one and it was messy. <clears throat> and I thought if there was any card that I, that should hold a value, it's messy. And I'll be completely honest. And I apologize to whoever was responsible for this. It's so rare, but I think the cards are ugly. Yeah. I, I don't like them. And so I didn't buy it. Hmm. It was also much more than I wanted to spend, but messy was the only one I considered. Like I had the bid box open and I decided not to do it. So to quickly go back, I was looking at Mbappe. So some of the data I've been looking at, or no, the data I'm looking at is basically like where cards are distributed, rewards are distributed for all star players. Mbappe is obviously one of them. So it goes back to game week 120, which is about a year ago, I guess. So 35 Mbappes have been rewarded. 21 of them are in champion Europe. 11 of them are in U23. Two have been an all-star and one in some special weekly that I was not a part of. But like the like two in all-star of 35. And it's like if I realize that like not everybody puts in lineups that are like, I'm going to win whatever they're in. Right. But like every time you submit a lineup, you're just like, maybe I come in first. And if you are submitting lineups in all-star rare, 
just the way that the distribution has gone, you have, well, in rare, you have no chance of Mbappe. Like the two Mbappe all-stars were in rare pro. They were D3 back then. Okay. Mbappe's never been rewarded in all-star rare. Well. So do you put your best line up there? I mean, there are other good cards there for sure. Sure. But just the, the way that all of the top cards, and particularly U23, because they have more places that they have to distribute them. Like, I don't think there are going to be that many Hallens in, in All-Star or, you know, Verts, Donnarumma. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think, like, I think most people shouldn't cap their upside, like, of not being able to win one of those cards. Even if, even if you don't have like the most premium lineups, the upside of one of those cards, I don't know. I, 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 there's no higher. Yeah. Like, and if you can't win it, if you can't win it there, then you shouldn't play your best lineup there. Like that's, that's how I started to feel. And it's not like, and it's obviously like you, it's not that you can't win good cards there. Right. But, if you want to give yourself the best opportunity to literally win the best cards on the platform. Which, I mean, what's an Mbappe? 20 grand? I don't know. For rare? It's like, it's like five ETH or something, right? Well, the super rare apparently is 30 ETH, according to Zora, who <laughs> yeah. won one previously and then won Hallen this week. But I think those are the two cards you want, regardless of scarcity. Yeah. When you put a lineup in and you start dreaming that you came in first place, you either want Mbappe or Haaland. Yes. And if that's the case, then you can't ignore where they're being rewarded. And they're basically not really being rewarded in All-Star. Haaland's barely been rewarded as it is. So like maybe it's just a small sample. Mbappe's is big enough for me that like, I think you're capping your upside if you go to All-Star. And again- And, and especially All-Star rare. Especially All-Star rare. Yeah. But again, like you can win, you can win there, but it's right. just much harder. Like right. Donnarumma has had 24 rares rewarded, one in all-star rare. Vinicius has had two, Alfonso Davies, one, Verts two. Like the numbers are just so small. And these guys have been rewarded in like the 20s that, I don't know, unless, unless it's true that they have to be equally distributed, in which case we should only be going into All-Star because they have to make up for it. That's all. And what's the distribution look like in Euro, Champion Euro uh, Rare Division? The It's higher, like higher than like, say, All-Star D3 by a lot, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, like, for sure, like, uh, Champion Europe Rare will get more of the top tier prizes than All Star Rare Pro. Yeah, if Phil, I don't disagree. Like, I think people are just happy to win cards. I agree, mm -hmm. but still, that like that that upside dream, whatever you want to call it, of winning that top card, I think shouldn't be ignored. I don't know. I, Easy I for think, me to say. I'll. I think. Many, I mean, this is going to sound very obvious, but like, I think the distribution of lineups would be significantly different. The distribution of entries 
would be significantly different if there was no threshold. Oh yeah, for sure. Like for sure. The number of all-star rare entries would just plummet because you, there's just, not that there's no reason to, to do it, but like, that's just not where you're going to get the best prizes. And it sounds, uh, what's the, it sounds a little whaley to be like, oh, I only want to win Mbappe. Right, right. But like, we all want to win Mbappe. Like, that's why we play. Yeah. And like, we obviously appreciate every card that we win before that so that we can work our ways way up. But like, that's the card we want to buy or we, we, that we want, whether it's Mbappe or Haaland or like, if you're a messy guy, like you want to win messy. And ultimately that's what you do. Like that's, we talked about this previously. Like I stopped putting my best like MLS cards in champion America. So I was like, I don't want to win. I don't want Carlos Heel to be the best card I can win. I want it to be Mbappe. Right. Sorry. I'm looking at uh Chad Irving's lineup from, I guess it's last week. He rare says pro. that he played five rare cards in America rare pro. Yeah, he had the Mozo, uh, Alan Mozo uh, 100, and it's a full uh, Puma stack. And yeah, uh, I watched the game last night, and I I don't know that I can pronounce the team that they played against. I think it's Toluca, and they looked they were awful. It was like my Sunday uh, Sunday morning men's league team, (laughs) like they were bad, (laughs) and and Puma destroyed them. Yeah, congrats. that's That's pretty cool. So what did first place? Tiago Almada. That's a great card. It's a U23 card too. Yeah. That, that's utility. a cool card. Now you have to Maybe. go buy a U- Now you got to go buy David Ochoa. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, Chad. That's uh that's awesome. Yeah, very yeah. cool. Might have a, a, a Atlanta United Atlanta United player here shortly. That's true. Yeah. That's true. They just got to get rid of Barco. Sorry, Quinny. That's just what it has to happen. So I also noticed this week, I think it was this week, um, the top, let me see if I can pull it up quickly. Whoops. Oh, maybe it was last week that the top three, so I was trying to put all these together, the distributions, and I'm working on, um, what was this week? I'm working on limited too, to be like, all right. So the other thing that we know is how many limited cards are, or how many of every card is rewarded. Like we know that there are a thousand uh, cards that could be produced for limited and is it 400 or I don't know if the ratio is the same, somewhere between 400 and 500 will be rewarded if they get to a thousand, obviously. Right, right. So it's like, all right, so where are these cards getting distributed? The top three places in champion Europe limited won Messi this past game week. Hmm. Top three, you, know, you said? Three. Yeah. First, second, and third. The only difference between finishing first, second, and third is the the ETH that goes on top of the cards. They all got the same card, just different serial numbers, obviously. In fact, if you're a round number person, coming in third was best because it was 198, 199, and 200. But yeah. so now I'm like, do we now have to think about specific, like how many times somebody has been rewarded? Not even, uh, not even in total or specifically in total, because it's like, do you, not that you can like decide when you win, 
but like I was looking at the U23 stuff, like Donnarumma has been rewarded more, like twice as much as anyone else in, mm-hmm. in like the top, um, like the top U23 players. So there've been like 17 Donnarumma's uh, rewarded in limited and six Mbappe's. And so now it's like, should I now be putting more, not like effort, but like, should I be prioritizing U23 limited more? Because I know that they have so many more Mbappe's to give away than like Donnarumma. Does that make any sense? Like, should we yeah, be doing I mean, that well, there? Well, like guys, I mean, like Holland was on quote unquote cool down for a long time, right? Like his cards, A, yeah, his cards, A, didn't come out like at the very beginning of limiteds. And then yep. he got hurt and was on cool down because he was hurt. So they weren't rewarding him as a hurt player. Yep. So I guess that means, I guess that means they'll reward more of them, right? I mean, fundamentally they have to, right? Like, like we know that they do it, that they give out these rewards. Like there have been five Halland limiteds rewarded and three rares. And I think two super rares, one of which was this past game week. Yeah. So like when you look at that, there have been five Halland limited cards rewarded, six Mbappes, but 17 Donnarumma's, 13 Verts, 12 Venetius. Like they got to catch up, right? So maybe we get a bunch now. So maybe like if I didn't prioritize U23 limited until now, like maybe I should because these guys got to get rewarded at some point. Hmm. And, I never, I never side, really thought about that, but I guess it does make sense. But like on the flip, should we be doing that for rare cards? Like if we know that like they've given out a lot of Mbappe rewards, I mean they have the whole list of like how many are left on each. I feel like we're counting cards now. <laughs> I think that's okay. No, I mean we're fun, literally counting cards. Right? Yeah, like that. That's what it feels like. Like you're, yeah. you know, seeing if the deck is uh, uh, positive or not or whatever. I don't, right. I don't know the exact term, but. Uh, yeah, that's funny to think about. And I think that you're right. Like, it, yeah, if there's an advantage to to kind of knowing what might be rewarded, yeah, you should take advantage of it. Like, everybody was talking about rewards this past weekend were going to be jacked because the cooldown period had just, uh, uh, I guess, reset or whatever. And it's like, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't. That doesn't affect what I do because what am I? What am I going to do? Like, play better lineups? Like, I'm already trying to play the best lineup I can. Sure. So, I do, like it doesn't change anything for me. Right. Like if, if Mbappe gets rewarded, you're not going to be like, ah, well, I'm not going to play this week. Cause I can't win Mbappe. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, I think it's, it's less that than more like just what I said. Like if we get to a point where you're just like, man, they, they really haven't rewarded enough of whoever, maybe I should sell something here and invest more in U 23 and see if I can win one. Now, of course, this is like looking at star cards, which are extremely difficult to win. Like, and now here I'm talking about like picking and choosing which star, which weeks I'm going to win, you know, a, a tier zero card. But I don't know. It was just something that like I was looking into. And I'll be honest, I'm just not like, I'm not totally sure how to process this information because I don't think it necessarily changes. I mean, I don't think it, it changes what I do, but it, might i don't know like like if some of my best 
U23 cards are challenger. And I see one week where like, man, they haven't done Tadic, Hilaire, Morioka in a while. Like, should I put those cards in challenger and just punt U23? Like, maybe. Yeah. But I gave up on challenger anyway. Hmm. Phil's bringing up the um, AJ's training info this week. Did you happen to look at it at all? I did. It was interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't know that I have the the time. Like I just have too many too many training lineups. So like my priority one is make sure that uh, I train all my my good players, regardless of getting them in a lineup with players that play. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's super interesting, and um, I I uh, did not know that anybody out there was actually running the the numbers on that. So it's cool to see. I don't know that it changes a whole lot of what I do just because, um, I don't know. It's, it's so time consuming to do training lineups. And, uh, so like, I don't know, like boring and awful. And I just, I'm just going to make sure I do it and I'll try to get my good players and lineups with guys that play, but that's about it. The idea of doing them all from scratch every week just made me shiver. Um, yeah, if so, basically AJ did a whole breakdown of how how to best maximize XP output from training lineups, and effectively, it's making sure that you have guys that don't that don't have games in with guys with games up to a certain point because that maximizes the XP because you don't get the same XP for every lineup. It's completely. It's based on the number of points that get scored by the, by the players in that lineup and they get more XP, the more points that they score. So if you have four guys that play with your messy that doesn't play, it kind of jacks that messy card up a little bit. But when I say jacks him up, it like might get him 20% more XP and when you're talking about 75 base XP with 20% more, I, I don't know that it moves the needle a ton. Um, but I guess if you do that every single week, it definitely is going to add up over time. So, Yeah, I think it's also an issue for a very small portion of the user base. That I think if you have four guys who have a game and you're like, oh, let me get messy, just throw that in a lineup somewhere. Right. Like it's literally something that people who enter everything should be doing. Right. There are not that many people who do that. It's, it's like a handful of people. Skate Perez said, uh, or is asking a question about the best place to start in for challenger going to buy a, a rare team at the end of the season. I think you mentioned Belgium. Uh, I don't know if it is Belgium uh, or not. I would, I would probably wait till, um, I mean, honestly, I would I would go to the league that you feel like you're most knowledgeable and comfortable in, and I would try to get five players from that league, whether it's Belgium or Austria or Irvidisi. I think that those three are good ones to look at. Russia can be kind of weird with the break. I guess Austria can be kind of weird with the break, too. So, you're bearing um, the lead, man. Yeah. Tur- Turkey's where it's at. Yeah, maybe. Maybe Turkey's the play, and... Uh, uh, what I found is really hard with Turkey is research. Cause I had a, like the guys that I always, I was always researching, like had common names, like John Doe type of names or like John Smith type of names. And in Turkey, they were like, Oh, Russian or not Russian, uh, Turkish pop star, 
um, guitarist, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, uh, that's not my soccer player. That's not the guy I'm looking for. Hmm. No, I um, I I definitely recommend Turkey. There's some ballers in Turkey, and I know nothing about the league, but I'll say if anybody hasn't subscribed to Quinny's YouTube channel, Quinny does some awesome deep dives, and I would definitely uh, check that out because he's a, was like one of the first people to talk to me about Turkey or that I saw talk about Turkey. And yeah, definitely check oh, that out. And speaking of utility is not equal. Um, some uh, Alan mentioned maybe Russian players seem to be pretty undervalued at the moment. And like speaking like kind of towards the utility peak uh, piece here, like for people that the break, they can't like overcome like a smaller gallery that break is going to be killer to them because they're going to yeah. have a month they can't play for like a gallery like mine. Like, yeah, I'm buying Austrian players. I'm buying some Russian players because I feel like they're maybe undervalued, but I can survive the month of January and the beginning of February without using those players because I have other challenger players that I can use. Um, so like utility is really based upon, like can be based upon the individual or the manager that, that, is buying those cards. That's a great point. That's a great point. And I think it kind of piggybacks on what you were saying about if you're building a challenger team, it makes a lot of sense to do it with five guys from the same league. Cause at least they're all playing at the same time. Right. Like I think one of the, one of the things that we all like to think about with all stars, like, Oh, you can get five guys from all over the world and put them together. But it's like, right. If they're not playing at the same time, you, you didn't build anything. Like you just have a, a few cards and that's it. And um, yeah, you're going to have just thing. too many weird times where, you know, there's a COVID outbreak in one of the leagues and they shut the league down. And then now you got to find another guy to play def defense that week right. or whatever. Yeah. No, I think that's a really good point. Quinny. I, yeah. Yeah. You're just, just do it. Quinny. I know exactly he's trying to buy Geo Reyna, I guess. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Just don't let anybody else do it. Yeah. I'm get a bid in like three days ago and somebody outbid him. I don't even know when it closes, but. Uh, card looks Quinny like within have. the next two hours, maybe three hours. Yeah, that's a card Quinny should have. I'm not saying that you should spend your money, Quinny, but I'm just saying that's a card oh. that when somebody's like, I wonder who has a Geo Reyna, you'd be like, oh, of course Quinny has one. It's going to be over in ETH if he bids again. But that is totally a Quinny card. Right? Yeah. Should be right right into the Hall of Fame. I don't even know if Quinny's Hall is probably a bunch of uh, Celtic guys, but. Yeah, nobody's selling either. Mm. In fact, it, this looks like nobody's ever sold one. Which might be the case. But yeah, the um, yeah, I think that's a good point about Russia and Austria. And I feel like we talked about that previously. Not, I don't think on the podcast, but like there were a few Austria guys I was looking at, and you were like, "You realize you're not going to be able to use this guy for months, right?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'll get there. I'll get there." But yeah, finally, uh, trying to to utilize. I think it depends too. Like, I think like a couple of those teams, like uh, Red Bulls play like in the, what are they, are they in Europa? Or are they still, in, did they, they qualified in champions league, didn't they? I don't have any of them. So I don't even know. Oh yeah. Maybe, maybe it was Europa. I don't remember. Um, and then like Lask plays in Europa chat challenger conference conference conference, conference. league come yeah. on the disrespect whatever the hell that is and then <laughs> uh i think that there's maybe another or two more teams that have like that i don't know a couple extra weeks of utility there that 
they start back up early or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like Liga MX right now. They started yeah. up nice and early. Right. Now we still have to wait another month for Argentina. Oh, right, because they delayed the league one or two weeks? Now two weeks, yeah. So they delayed it one week, and then they just announced that they're delaying it another week? Gotcha. I love that. Keep delaying it. Delay it. You know what? Push it all the way back and start it up right with the MLS. That'd be perfect. Get out of here. <laughs> Liga MX Whale we'll just won all your all the America rewards now. Yeah. No, I need my uh, – you need your Nicholas De La Cruz super rare to be back in – I can wait. I can line up. <laughs> I can't. I'll wait. run him. I, I I just want to run him with Michael Bradley. That's all I want to do. <laughs> those two in the same lineup. I'll be just. I'll be cruising to to the rewards. Straight into D two. That's right. With those two. Yeah. Then you don't have to worry about what first place is. Speaking of De La Cruz, he he's recovering from COVID. I think again, or maybe for the first time. I don't. First know. First time, I think. Yeah. But that's I good mean, that he's. It's good he's getting it out of the way now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hope he's good. And yeah. I don't know. I just need Julian Alvarez to stay. Also, my gosh, boy, do I need him to stay? That would be wonderful. One more year, or maybe even just six more months. I think he should just sign a lifetime contract and never leave Argentina. <laughs> Get right into the national team that way. No. Right ahead of Messi. I don't know. I need those guys. He was another one though that I bought. I definitely bought for Champion America, and then he just started killing it. And I was like, "Oh, I'll put." Well, him you in originally had Raphael Bore, right? Yeah. And all along, you wanted Alvarez. Is that right, or did yes, right? Because I remember we talked about this, and mm-hmm. I don't. I think that Bore was doing too well. Like you had to have Bore at the time. Yes. He was and, fine. Like I, he was a good card, and yeah. went on an absolute heater after I sold him. Yeah. Like that card. Oh, this will be the last thing because I realized we've now gone long. My, when I decided to play champion Europe, I had Raphael Bore, who's a starting forward for uh, Frankfurt. Frankfurt. Yeah. So I had him from River Plate. He went to Frankfurt and I was like, I should just sell because he's not going to play as well there. Right. But I didn't. So then I was like, oh, I'm going to make a champion Europe team, but I need a forward because Bore is not good enough. Right. So I was choosing between, while I was building my team, I was like, I'm either going to get uh, Jonas Hoffman from Gladbach or Philip Kostic from Frankfurt. And I was like, Frankfurt, Kostic makes sense because I have um, Bore. But I'm like, but I'm getting rid of him. He's not good enough. So I buy Hoffman, who immediately gets hurt. Kostic absolutely crushes, is now double the price. And Bore had a uh, decisive in like five of six games after I Seven, 74, 71, 74, 64. Yeah. Right after I sold him. Like I, I had the solution the entire time and I just sent him away. You could like buy him nothing. back. For nothing. I could buy you him could, back. You could definitely buy him back. I would love to buy him back now that ETH is, is down and it'll cost me more ETH than I sold him at a loss too. Like from when I bought him. Because I was like, I just need the. I would rather use the ETH for somebody else. I probably used it on Hoffman, who's been hurt since. Just killer. Hmm. But I had that utility, so that was that was part of the whole utility thing. That like Bore left and went to Champion Europe, and I'm like, oh, now I have Champion Europe utility. Right. But I have no other Champion Europe card, so I have no. It's no utility. Still just All Star. 
Yeah, I think I think a lot of people probably think that right away when they have a, a player that goes from like a smaller league, like a ch- challenger, like a JPL guy that goes to champion Europe. And you're like, oh, I have a champion Europe guy now. And I, yeah. I think a lot of times you don't. And uh, I think Beret could maybe he's he's going to be one that does turn out to be to work out. I don't know. Um, and I don't know. I feel like I think I feel like they're a, a fun attacking attacky type team that. Oh, they are. He's going to score some goals there and and work out. And they're in conference league or whatever I think, or they were. I don't know. I don't pay attention to them now because I don't have them anymore. But right. Yeah, but you I will just... when you rebuy them. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep saying that because I know personally that that's like the most painful thing is to sell a guy and then to be like, no, it actually makes sense that I have to like I should rebuy this guy, and it hurts. <sighs> I'm not going to do it. There are other yeah. champion Europe. Like, I, <laughs> I'm i not going to do it. <laughs> I understand the people who, like, sell a rare and then buy the guy's super rare, like, later on, but I can't. I can't do it. Or if you're doing it, like, the profit. Like, you're you're selling now because their va- value is, like, peaked, and you're like, it, it's going to come down, and maybe you're right, and the value does come down, and then you rebuy at a lower price. Like, I I think that that would be more palatable than than rebuying at a loss. Right. You know, I sold at a loss and then I'm going to rebuy it like twice of what I. Right. And it's funny because it's all just a mental thing. Like, it, oh, yeah. It, it like should have no it, bearing whatsoever. Right. If you need the forward, you need the forward. Like, it, right. like and, and if he makes sense, he makes sense. But right. the price is there. It's there. Yeah, it's absolutely. totally a mental thing. Yeah. Ugh. That guy. I don't even know who I sold him to, but I, I hope I hope you won a lot of cards with him because the guy's been crushing and he deserves to be in winning lineups. That's all. It's just not my winning lineups since I don't have any yet. Oh, all right. We've gone too long, so I'm going to cut it off. Um, we Were you going to say something? No. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you to everybody who has... Uh, joined us here live on YouTube. If you guys wouldn't mind uh, liking the video, that's be very helpful. Thanks for participating in the chat. It's always nice to have people uh, joining us uh, so we can get completely off topic and then we have to rein you guys back in mm-hmm. so that we can get back on topic. It's really you guys who, who push us off, not not us rambling about it. Um, if you are watching some replay of this, if you would also hit the like button or if you're listening to the audio version, if you could please rate and review it wherever you listen. Andy and I will be back next week with another topic. If there's anything you guys would like us to uh, touch on, please feel free to reach out. You can find me on Twitter at Andrew M. Laird. Andy's at ablack86. We're also available in the So Rare Discord. I am under Lairdino or Andrew M. Laird. I can never remember. Or actually, I don't even see what it says. So it's one of those. And Andy is at Black. So check us out. Andy, I will talk to you next week. Sounds good. See you.